0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're homebrew bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Strap into your mash tun. Yeah, that, that is how the show starts. <laughs> Very good, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. Very enjoyable. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Before we get too deep here, we should probably do that thing where we uh, where we thank people, huh? Oh, uh, sure. So the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. And we also like to give a shout-out to our patrons, uh, especially our Black Belt patron, Andy Thompson. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindestudios and become a patron today. And if you're doing any Amazon shopping, head over to blindestudios.com, click on the Amazon link from our homepage, your Amazon shopping as normal, and we get a, get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. really helps us out. Thank you. I think I figured it out. I did figure it out. That's why.
1: Okay, I need to turn this. <laughs>
0: All right, here. Let me let me go ahead and mute you you for a second. Yep. There you go, bud. All right. Oh shit! There we go. Shit! There you go. All right. You good now? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) There you are. What are you new? Well, at least your phone's not vibrating at me yet. I think I figured out how to shut the ipad one off oh that's Jesus. good that's good yeah. yay all right so what have you been up to beer related since last time which I, i'm sorry for the two weeks off guys that was totally unplanned oh man yeah just so much stuff going on
1: um too much stuff going on uh personal life things that i won't get into but uh that said uh beer wise uh it is october fest season we
0: Woo! yeah i'm pumped uh I can't remember if we talked about this the last time. Ah, uh, we may have, but we can always talk about Oktoberfest again. <laughs> That's fair, Bjorn. Let us know, man. You know.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, release the Oktoberfest, uh, and it is excellent. And I, I'm actually pretty sure that I did talk about this because I think I remember talking about uh, having a chance to use um, the L17 strain from uh, Imperial Organic Yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was very cool, very happy to uh, find when I gave them, I gave them a call. I was a first-time customer with them, and I, you know, I was like uh, my brewer. First-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> uh, ended up uh, being able to get a, a thirty-barrel pitch of L Seventeen Organic uh, Imperial Organic shipped to me within only a couple of days. They actually had it uh, on hand, which is amazing because there are other companies out there. That are equally as good. Um, they just ask for seven to ten day lead time on on your yeast, and that doesn't doesn't count non business days. And then you have to have overnight shipping, and that can't happen on the weekend either. So when they basically they just send you this big square foam insulated box with a bunch of um, ice packs in there, and it looks it is um, you know if you're big into camping, it's one of those like collapsible.
0: Oh, one of those big like classical water jugs. Water
1: jug basically with a you know like no, a five pack. gallon. Mm-hmm. and then they send you this little um, plastic container of like a, a, a nutrient charge Ooh. thing. And you when you get it in there you pour your stuff in and leave it open just a, a tiny bit. So yeah. So I mean that kinda piggybacks on our yeast discussion today. But Casey would have been yes. up. What have you been ah, to? Let's
0: see. Um I am as of the uh, well, so we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. But so my brother's wedding's coming up, so I got to uh, brew the final version of the wedding beer. Dos wedding beer. I'm gonna beer. do a ten gallon batch of it, so it's gonna okay. Uh, because that way, if five gallon, that it, I'm doubling my chances of success. <laughs> <Are> you brewing <laughs> Is, that this week? I'm brewing that mañana tomorrow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, so I'm doing that. Uh, let's see. Um, I kegged the. Uh, the fresh hop ale that I did with Alex. Ooh. So not Ooh. next week, but the week after, uh, it will be carbed and ready to go as far as listeners listeners will be. So yeah, on Sunday we'll be tasting that, Okay. having a little talk, see about that one. Nice. Um, let's see, what else? I feel like there, oh, um, I finally had uh, a bunch of uh, Badger, Badger Hill? Badger Hill. <laughs> Oh really? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. So I went to uh, Alamo Draft House. Um, yeah. They're they're you know scattered around the country or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, they do a hopped up cinema where for I think it's like twenty five bucks you like gets you in the movie. You get four samples in a pint. That's what that picture was. You sent yes. me a picture. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah. Well, it was Badger Hill, and then I was <laughs> it was a Caddyshack. It was Caddyshack, which is, isn't that a gopher?
0: Yep. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> it was, so uh, the the brewery gets to choose the movie. Got that it. They, that they okay. Do. All right. And
1: so they chose Caddyshack. Was that Tim Timmy Johnson, the head brewer there? Did he pick that? Uh, the the
0: long hair. Oh, that's
1: uh, Michael Copeland.
0: Yes. Yeah. That that's that's who was there at the thing. Uh, no. Apparently they they uh, they they took the list and they sent it out to everybody in the in the brewery and mm. everybody voted on mm. what would what they were gonna do. But nice. Yeah. No. So that was a blast. Um, so I finally got to try some of their beers. Well, you tried a, did you try our sour at the brewery? I did try the sour, yes. That was a collaboration with Badger Hill. Yes, yes, so I tried that. We did,
1: we made it, uh, it was called Flip It and Reverse It. So they took their like wheat beer recipe and made this like wheat beer. And I think they dry, I'm pretty sure they dry hopped if I know Tim, dry hopped it. But then uh, we did the uh, kettle sour version of it because we, that was our first kettle sour at the brewery. We just hadn't gotten into it quite yet. Um, so it's still on tap if there are any local listeners. Yes.
0: We would talk about it on the show, but Brian doesn't bring beer, so. Uh, it's, it's a thing now. <laughs> Actually. It's the worst thing. And, and uh, here's another piece to the thing is that
1: I, I grabbed a six-pack of Oktoberfest, but then on the way home I was like, well, shit, Casey's already had it, so I didn't bring it.
0: Oh, Casey's already had it, so he wouldn't <laughs> want to drink any delicious Oktoberfest. Damn it! Because I'm a jerk. <laughs> it, it's totally a thing now. I, I can't bring beer here. <laughs> no, you already have your thing, and it's a bunch of people in trench coats on uh, each other's shoulders. True. We don't do
1: that bit on this show. I
0: know. That's a good <laughs> Actually, so um, two weeks two weeks ago, you weren't on Doo, uh-huh. and one of the other like frequent um, like guests showed up. Saw that you weren't here and went out of his way to make that joke Whoa. in your honor. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> Who was it, Matt? Or? No, it was. Uh, uh, oh, it was Steve. 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 Oh. Army Man. Steve. Good old Steve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, should we get into it? Uh, we ha- first have a homebrew tasting. Oh, uh, so we're gonna do that you quick. You don't
1: say. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we can we can do this one of two ways. We can try them both on this show. Um, I feel like the next show might be a little bit more. We can do one this Ooh, show and one next show. There's a lot on that next one. I mean, should we should we do both on this? Probably. One? probably okay. This one I think this will be kind of short. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, these are two ciders from Alex oh, that nice. he left here the awesome. other day. Uh, Alex, I know you haven't heard us taste your other beers, but we have. Uh, we tasted those on the 200th episodes. So you'll you'll hear our review on those in a couple of weeks. How many episodes until 200? Uh, five. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, we had to do that when Rick was in town, but um, yeah, we, yeah, it was uh, 10. Well, you'll hear it. It was like 10:30 in the morning. Sure in was. the morning on a Sunday.
0: Or was it a Saturday? I can't remember. Uh, it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday because, yeah, we went to Renfest on Saturday. Ah, that's right. I, know, I think that everyone in the room was hungover, so. Yes. Uh, <laughs> would you like to do the, we have a tart or and a sweet. Which one would you like to do first? Let's start with the sweet. The sweet, okay. I don't know why. All right, so this one is the sweet cider, and I believe the tart one he also put the, uh, the, the black caps in. Or no, maybe it's just a tart cider. Oh,
1: the black cap raspberry. Oh yeah,
0: no no no, sorry, no black caps in there. Okay. My notes are terrible. Oops, All right, so this is the this is the sweet cider. Made mm. with local apples, I okay. believe. Nice aroma. Just a Oh, very, very cidery. Um, mm. I think that's the right word. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got some bubbly issues on my glass, but it's very crystal clear. It's still quite dry, actually. Or well, yeah, for sweet, for that's, sweet. Yeah, I, w- I was expecting something cloying, but that's that's very that's dry. It's nice. It's something, something at the tail end.
1: Does he have any uh, give you any specs on this? Um, so we could, let me uh, see if he did. I don't think around. he did.
0: No. He only sent me the uh, the specs on. He was like, hey, I also brought some ciders. <laughs> They're ciders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: this one's interesting. There it, there's actually um.
0: <clears throat> it's like it's like a green apple yeah, like green flavor apple. on the but, on
1: the Yeah, but not um I don't think it's unpleasant necessarily. No, no, it's just it's
0: uh like those, you know those like caramel apple suckers? Yeah. It's not like that. So not like yeah. quite, not quite Jolly Rancher, but close.
1: Yeah, very close. Uh, it's definitely tasty.
0: It's very easy drinking. All right, so I think what we'll do is we'll start talking about the thing, and then we'll do the second one after we've had a chance to drink a little bit more of this one. Sounds good. So we're not slamming cider. <laughs> I was actually trying to drink it fast, so uh, I'll I'll slow my roll. Well, yeah, we got beer, it's a whole thing. I I mean, yeah. I I was doing the same thing, and I was like, oh, wait, I kind of want to enjoy this because I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So I don't want to just run through it. So should we continue our discussion on yeast? Yes. It's been a couple of weeks. Do you remember what we were talking about?
1: Uh, Nah, I don't remember what we talked about last time, but I think- um,
0: <clears throat> We're moving in, he- moving here into uh, using multiple yeast strains. Uh, yes, yes. So we are talking today about uh, using multiple yeast strains in a single beer. Not just multiple yeast strains in the brewery. The book yeah. does get into that. I don't know if we'll talk about that much, but we might. Um, there might be some aspiring pro brewers out there listening, yeah. so it might be a fun thing to touch it's, on. But uh, so let's first talk about why the hell would we want to use multiple yeast strains in a beer? Um so there's a few things in here. Uh, one, uh, you can you can dry out a too sweet beer by adding a higher attenuating strain. Um, this way, you can keep the flavor complexity of a lower attenuating strain um, with the attenuation of another. So you're basically um, using two types of yeast to complement each other. So you'll have your your flavor your flavory strain go first. Um, and I know some brewers will do this, like if you're making like a super high gravity beer. You'll ferment it out with one first and then finish it out with another.
1: There's another incidence and maybe, uh, you know, as usual, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But there's if you have a yeast stick, um, you can add some some more yeast or champagne yeast to kickstart it again. Um, But I think we'll kind of. Um,
0: yeah, no. I mean, well, unless you want me like, to get no, that. Yeah, that's, no. Why not?
1: Well, so you know, sometimes you'll you'll your beer will stick. Like uh, for example, um, y East thirty seven twenty four. That is the original Dupont saison strain. Um, I've used it several times, and uh, probably three quarters of the time, I've had it stick. So uh, in this man, this is a long time ago. So, you know, bear with me here. But um, I did. I used some dry champagne yeast one time and then the, uh, the next time um, I ended up making a, a starter, a small starter and fed it and got it going again as well. But okay. I used a clean strain on it. So the, and, and the, the piece here to think of is that. <clears throat> the first 72 hours is when you're gonna get your flavor component out of the yeast. Mm-hmm. So if it does stick and it's not all the way down where you want, and if you added like a clean yeast like Chico, USO5001 or what is it, 1356 Y yeast? I can't remember. I'm sorry, guys. I think I did this last time, but in any case, yeah, it's it's okay to add, you know, a clean yeast into so and then I did jump ahead here, but um
0: no that's, that, that, that's fine. Um, yeah so the other reason you might want to do it is if you want to blend two strains like if you want to pitch two at once to like two strains that have different different but uh, flavors that could be complementary mm-hmm. um, And then you could also do this to create a unique like house flavor or yeah. house strain um, and then yeah we just talked about this like use an alcohol tolerance strain with a house strain to cope with high gravity beers. Um, when do you want to, uh, like use, uh, use the different yeasts? Like when, when during your, like your fermentation, like, do you want to pitch both at once? So I guess it really kind of depends on what you want to do. Depends on what you want to do. And, um,
1: again, that 72 hours of fermentation, like 72 hours in. So you'd want to put the one that you wanted the flavor to push more in, in the first, in the first portion of the fermentation and then add the second part, you know, later. Uh, So if it is like 70, you know, 70, 30 or whatever, then, you know, that's kind of how you'd want to go about it. Do you, so wait, do you, and then do you mean like, okay, so yeah, we are talking about using multiple yep. s- strains in, in one beer, not like having multiple strains running around the brewery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we can, we should touch around. We'll touch on that at the end. Okay. I think that would be fun to touch on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like, we're, we're going to go homebrew focus first. You mm-hmm. just like multiple strains. Yeah. In if one you're beer. like,
1: honestly, this, this is where as a homebrewer, this is where you want to play with that kind of stuff. Like truly, um. Yeah, you can get like dry yeast is really easy to mess with and there there are tons of I mean back you know when I started there were not very many different dry strains and you know everybody was like oh use liquid use liquid but you know if you make a starter you can you can you know dry yeast is yeah. great. Uh Yeah, I would say within the first 72 hours and then there is some concern about um you know one yeast dominating over the other one um, there's also ugh.
0: main maintaining this like your so one one thing that I've always heard and I don't know if this is a valid concern or not but um, keeping that ratio like one strain will like eventually win out right um, so, if you if you do a pitch of like 70-30 mm-hmm. and like you you have that and you really like that, your neck na- like if you try to repitch that using the same like yeast like wash the yeast and...
1: right like up. throw it on the cake or something yeah, yeah or throw it throw or throw on the cake on the yeast like cake.
0: that that ratio is off uh-huh. because there's like just just the nature of right one's going to
1: take over yeah Uh, the key thing here is to remember a few episodes back when we talked about uh the process of sterile sterile synthesis that you are going to aerate your wort before you pitch so if you are pitching um that second strain later um and i'm backtracking i said this already but make sure that you are using a starter because when if you add excuse me if you add this yeast into an anaerobic environment which is to say without oxygen if you add it into wort that was aerated, the the yeast use all of the oxygen to, to go through the sterile synthesis process, which is simply to cause the colony to grow. And it's actually the only point in time in brewing where you want uh, um, oxygen introduced mm-hmm. to the beer. So you keep that in mind if you're going to add that second, you know, thirty yeah, or you want to be super lighter. active, uh-huh. very active. Make a starter of ten forty wort and uh, you know add it in uh, after seventy two hours. Or before, you know, yep. experiment. You know, I mean, that's the, this is the coolest part about home brewing is that you you can pretty much do whatever you want. And it's, yeah. You're not you're not losing, you know. At, at
0: most tens of 1000s of you you're yeah. You're out fifty bucks. Ah. Right.
1: So, yeah, and take take lots of notes and uh, send them to us, and then send, yes. us, send us some beer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Send us the beer. Um. Yeah. So you can also uh, use this uh, this blending to uh, improve like flocculation of a poorly flocculating beer. Mm-hmm. So if you do. Like a high flocculating yeast and a low flocculating, they'll kind of meet in the middle and become like a medium flock yep. because the poor flocculating one, they're 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 kind of lazy, and you know what it is. I got it. I I think <laughs> I, I have a metaphor.
1: Here here we go. He's gonna right. tell us the you, deal. You, you,
0: you ready for this metaphor? I, I just want to know what you think. This is the first time I'm trying this metaphor. I didn't even write it down. So like poor poorly flocculating uh, strains are like the the people at the party who are just kind of like hanging out at the like along the wall they don't really want to get involved and then like you have these high energy high flocculating people come in yep. and they're like no guys no and they pull in all the, like the the wallflowers into the party and everybody starts doing their thing so <laughs> no
1: that the part the part <laughs> seriously though the the, the party meta the party metaphor for yeast is a really good one because like that's, you know the yeast they they go, you know, they multiply. Like, you know, say they they throw out a bunch of flyers and all the rest of the yeast. Like that's sterile synthesis. And then they all gather together. They start partying by drinking a bunch of sugar water. Uh, they they metabolize it and turn, you know, that into alcohol and, and uh, CO2. And then they get done partying and they drop to the bottom. And the low flockers, like you know, are, which are your like your English strains. Um, Hefeweizen, and so some of the POF plus stuff. They don't know when to quite leave the party, exactly, and they just kind of keep hanging out. Um, whereas, like the more clean strains, they just start they are done. They drop to the bottom. They're done.
0: Yep. And if you if you mix the two, then some of the clean strains will uh, will grab some of those lingerers yep. and drag them down, drag them out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, and then if you are bottom harvesting your yeast, uh, you will have a higher percentage of the high flocculent yeast at the bottom. So, like repitching, that will give you different results. which is kind of what we mentioned before, but mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Like, if you have a highly flocculent yeast and a low flock, the yeast at the bottom of your fermenter is going to be mostly that high flocculent right. yeast. This is it's another
1: just- example of selective pressure. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's, that's that. What, what else we got? Uh,
0: so, do you want to uh, like we got we got a few minutes here before we jump into listener mail. Uh, I want to so managing multiple strains in a single brewery like not necessarily at the homebrew level but like at your level what I, let's let's kind of touch on that okay um, um, a little bit
1: well let's see well one thing uh, that can kind of go into this, Discussion uh, before because I think we'll get into Britannomyces the next episode. But yeah. but in this section two, as far as using multiple yeast strains go, like we should probably quick touch on reusing yeast.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Un- unless yeah that's well so we we road, are gonna but. we are gonna have an entire episode just on uh how to harvest and reuse yeast. Got it. So we'll get
1: into generations like later with that. But yeah. I you'd, you'd say like in between you can reuse yeast in between five and ten times depending yep. on how, how you work with yeah, it. Yeah and
0: very I mean very quickly like at the homebrew level if you're if you're clean and you're doing a similar uh beer, you can just pitch right on top of the yeast right. cake. I mean and you can also brink yeast and you can also
1: throw it at like if you've got corny kegs, um you can keep <clears throat> if you do this, I would recommend uh, keeping one, one corny keg or one one soda keg as your dedicated yeast brink, and you can toss that yeast in there. Uh, but you're looking at you know, 10 to 14 days, 14 max uh, of storing that. And I mean, you can prop it up and you can restart it. Um, that's fine. Uh, but if you're gonna brink it, like pull it, pull the the yeast out of the the carboy and and toss it in a brink. Um, I would make that dedicated. Uh, so as far as uh, multiple strains going around the brewery, um, they do have in the yeast book, they say like a uh, number of brew days per month divided by three. Like that's how many yeast strains you should have running around. So it, it kind of works for us So say like we usually brew a minimum of, you know, six days a month. And if you
0: divide that by three, that's two yeast strains. And so you guys have your Chico strain Mm -hmm. and a lager strain, right? Uh, Yep, Weinstefan or lager strain. And then every Uh, once in a while you'll bring something in like for the Oktoberfest.
1: Yep, Oktoberfest, we brought that in once. Uh, I couldn't think of anything else to use it. We didn't really have any tank space, so we unfortunately had to get rid of it. Um, we did all, we have also propped up different yeast strains. Like we did a Pilsner and, um, the reason why we did that is because we do a lot of lager at the brewery and we use that same lager strain. So when you, when you guys, I think the best example I can think of is, uh, Bells. Uh, so if you go out and get yourself some Bells, uh, if you are able to pick out yeast character in these beers like Bells or Summit, uh, chances are they have one single house strain of ale yeast and possibly one strain of lager yeast. But if you, you know, it seems to me, if you are a larger brewery like Bell's that um, you, you could probably have the means to uh, make one strain work at a colder temperature and get sort of a lager like feel out of Mm it. Um, You know, and uh, we do know of course that, you know, if you're pitching ale yeast uh, and then lager yeast, you would you need like twice as much lager yeast pitched as you do ale yeast. So um, there are some breweries that you know, a lot of their beer tastes very similar, and that's because of that, that house well, and that's, flavor. Uh, yeah,
0: and you – and I, I guess I'm, I'm not sure where I fall on this, but like I feel like you would want a quote-unquote house flavor, right, mm-hmm. to have a consistency between yeah. your beers, and then people who like that flavor will – drink your beer, in theory. Right. Well, think about how efficient
1: it would be if you had a strain that could do all of those things. Oh, yeah. well, because... You know, well, High
0: gravity, low gravity, yeah, ale, I, lager. I, I mean, I, it's more of a cost-effective thing at that point, isn't it? Or is it... Yeah, well, then... Cause you're just you're just propagating one strain all the time. Well, remember
1: what I said about having one dedicated vessel for, yeah. you know, your for yeast? Each. Well, you'd probably want one dedicated vessel for each strain if you were propping i mean then again that's not totally necessary because you know clean what three levels cleaning sanitizing and sterilizing yeah sterilization should
0: really take care of that um so yeah all right is there anything else you'd like to add to that or you do you think he got her covered I think that is it, Would you like to have some more cider? while, we do some <laughs> listener may we really need a we have the thing that we sizzle. started, and we gotta we gotta pull that out. Well, we had had too much to drink, and it
1: sounded like a rave like when <laughs> <It> sure did. <laughs> hey, let's screw around with garageband for twenty minutes. It was fun,
0: it was like it was like forty minutes, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I think it was forty minutes, really. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Oh wow, this one is this Ooh. is much lighter than yeah, it's the uh, very, last oh. one. Kind of um Champagne color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very like highly effervescent. Again, these were these were sent to us or well given to us by Alex. Alex so. the Hop Man. Alex the hot Man. Very nice. So thank you again, Alex. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, this is the this is the tart one. Man.
1: I'm getting a fairly similar. Well, not not the same aroma. It's a it's a different There's aroma. Like
0: the aroma is lighter on this one. I feel like it's not, not quite as like overwhelmingly cidery. Slightly sour. Mm-hmm.
1: No,pe I didn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> this one is just like. Like deeply sour. Yeah. And, 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 but by, like, not unpleasantly.
0: I, yeah, but not unpleasantly and not, and not, not like, um, uh, not beer sour. It's, lacto.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, like, a like, like if a, you bit into a really sour like apple.
0: Like a, like a super green apple. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just still drinkable. Yeah. Patented beer light says
1: champagne, Brian.
0: Yeah. It's, it looks like, uh, you've been drinking water all day and. Now, did he, um, are these bottle conditioned
1: or was this a beer gun? I believe or? these
0: are, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm like, I'm, I'm mostly sure that they're bottle conditioned. I
1: see dregs. So yeah, yep. well, it looks like we're bottle conditioned here. So they really nice job on the carbon.
0: Yeah. They're no, really bottle carbon conditioning ciders is insane.
1: Well, you know, the beer should be what, like 2.7 volumes. And I would imagine, um, your cider is probably more like three and I know, cause I know soda you know, like pop is, depends on where you live in the world if yep. you say soda or pop. Here in the Midwest, we say pop.
0: No, we say soda. I say soda. <laughs> These, the, we're soda people here. <laughs> we're soda people in this here studio. I, I believe that automatopias should not be nouns. Pop. <laughs> Popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, good, uh, good carbonation on this.
1: Um, yeah, should should be higher anyway to, right. to bring it to style. So
0: Yes. All right, uh, well, should we do some listener mail? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, first one we have is from Hunter. Um, He says, I saved the Imperial Stout and Old Ale for a homebrew meeting tonight. After almost two years, the Imperial Stout had a nice uh, gushing but was tasty, and the Old Ale uh, was a huge hit. Saved them for an award ceremony where I won... Uh, the second quarter of our club's uh, homebrewer of the year competition. Nice. So it was fitting. Uh, thanks again. Still listening, enjoying the deep dives and all the ingredients now. Uh, but missed the every style challenge. It was quite the feat and a heck of a pile of content. Cheers. Well, thank you, Hunter. Um, yeah, and, uh, and congratulations on yeah, good work, man. on on uh, on those beers. Uh yeah, we miss this every style challenge every once in a while too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what he misses
1: it. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought, I thought you said he missed it. And I was no, like, no, he oh. he misses it. Okay,
0: he misses it. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: do too. Actually, I was like, I don't know. You, you
0: caught the tail end of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We, we go. We do a deep dive on that uh, in a couple of weeks here. All right. uh, but. Yeah, still
1: super impressive. The
0: yeah, um, I'm I'm just like I told him. I'm just happy to have my Saturdays back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Honestly,
1: there's 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 gotta be only like a handful of people that have actually done that. So like brewed every style. Um,
0: It's my one claim to fame. It's like, it's
1: like they only let you out of the closet to brew beer and, you, and work and do this podcast, and you're good at nothing else. Yeah, now get back in your closet. Yeah, it, it,
0: that's 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 what that's that's what happened. Oh, brother. Anyway, all right. Um, and then we have a few uh, Bjorn. I'm sorry we've been shit at getting back to you lately, man. man. Bjorn, it, you are our main man. Yeah, you, and you it's, know it. It's just been it's been a rough month. Uh, But so we're going to go over your last uh, your last thing here, because I feel like this is the most uh, most thing. All right. Uh, Hey, loved your wart tasting. Thank you. I really enjoyed that episode. That was uh, that came out two weeks ago um, where we tasted all the different crystal malts. Oh, yeah. Um, That was you did with Rick. Yep, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I've done similar things like that myself, but not so systematically and comprehensive. I hope you can at least, or you can assist me in a brewing challenge I drank myself into last Saturday. Oh snap! Me and a buddy had a, bo- a bottle of uh, Paulaner Oktoberfest, and I drunkenly boasted that I could brew a better tasting Mertzen uh, amber multi lager only using Norwegian malt, yeast, and hops. First problem is that there is only a few craft maltsters. Uh, farms with malting case capabilities, basically. Uh, and they produce a fairly different tasting malt to set them apart from the large industrial maltsters. Are you looking up the... I'm looking up our Oktoberfest recipe. Oh, okay, perfect. So, yeah. um, have you ever used craft malt, is his first question. Because
1: I know where this is going. <laughs>
0: right. Um, uh, they're all described as very interesting and tasty, so I want to include them all. On the other hand, I don't want to make a kitchen sink beer. Second problem, there are no commercial production Norwe- uh, of Norwegian hops. But with a bit of research, uh, I discovered the same, uh, or that the same farm producing the malt have a very limited supply of Norwegian hops, and I was promised 200 grams of wet hops. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll look at that in a second. Um, the only thing I know of the hops is that they're akin to German noble. How would you go about using wet hops in a Merzen? Uh, the yeast is the only thing I'm fairly sure of. He's going to use number 41, scar uh, Kavik. K- Kavik? Kavik. Kavik yeast. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, ferments at, uh, it ferments clean at 16 degrees C. Um, I don't want to go uh, for Oslo uh, Kavik due to that is an American product with a Norwegian uh, Kavik strain. Mm. Any help ideas would be much appreciated. Uh, and then he apologizes that the message is half a fucking novella, but we wouldn't have it any other way. If we're being completely honest, <laughs> I I
1: enjoy reading. Them. I it's do something too. To chew on, so you know, it's, <laughs> you know, all it's
0: right. So all right. So let's take this one step at a time. Craft uh, maltsters, have Ooh. you used any? Uh, plenty. But uh, as far as uh, straight up, um, so yeah, he wants to use a hundred percent Norwegian malt, so he's going to be hundred oh. percent craft.
1: Yikes! I, you know, honestly, I'd have to, I'd have, i to give that a quick Google as to as far as craft uh, Norwegian. Um, so I guess,
0: uh, when you when you're approached by a new malt or sort of stuff, what what is your, how do you, how would you go about deciding if you're going to use that malt or not?
1: Oh, just stick it in your mouth and chew on it. Okay. Uh, another good way to do it is uh, get yourself some uh, some hot water and uh, make a tea and make a tea.
0: Basically, so what I did with the uh, with the the crystal caramel malt episode mm-hmm. is I I brought the malts up to mash temp for ten minutes. Yep, that makes sense. 10, 15 minutes and did a mm-hmm. steep and then like and just tasted that. That will so, work. Yeah, so do that and then you can then you can taste it, taste them individually. Um, Was he wanting us to throw a recipe out there quick or? Uh, he did not say anything about a recipe because he doesn't have any specific malts picked. Got up. it. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I would say. Like, well, let's. We should throw um, a recipe, not necessarily like specific grains, but like percentages of like caramel and stuff like that. Like your base yeah. versus. So do you do you have your uh your Oktoberfest recipe?
1: I do. I'll just I'll just throw the whole thing out there. So, um, it, it to me, what an Oktoberfest would and a, and what we're let's be specific here. We're not talking about the fest fest beer the lighter one we're talking about the merzen style yeah, which example. is the darker one right so it it should have a nice orange color all right and a, a khaki head uh so that means we're looking at at least one uh like specialty malt uh that's you know in the one what 1 50 60 70 80 srm range so something to give it that orange color now uh, you you can use Munich malt that'll give it a little bit of color um, or an aromatic malt for that matter because that's right around 20 to 30 SRM generally. So uh, what I'd propose is you know a good 70 to 80 percent Pilsner. Uh, probably I like aromatic malt a ton because what I when I think of uh, the merits and I think of like bready uh, bread gram um, you know no no roast no roast. Um, should be a good layer of, of that like bread caramel and graham and okay. not overly so on caramel I would absolutely avoid like C60s I would go a small amount higher um, so we're talking like maybe like special B it'll uh, give it kind of like a, so special B is kind of like a, a little bit of biscuit so I would, I would like a little biscuit in that type of beer as well if, if possible uh, so what we're looking at here would be like about Seventy-seven percent Pilsner, eleven percent aromatic, five and a half percent Munich, five and a half percent Special B, and then I've got one percent acid malt in here. But that's my that's, that's my, just for your balancing my system. Yep. So uh, that said, that brings us um, and you know, and you can play with those ingredients too. You guys don't have to do what we say. I mean that that's a fine recipe. It works for us. Yeah. Um, and then couple it with a nice nice fat German bready. Uh, yeast strain and what the next direction i would kind of go with is the second part of his question is using wet hops using wet hops is is really tricky and i don't know if you can do the math for me 200 grams is Uh, seven ounces seven ounces yep um so wet hops contain um 80 percent about 80 percent water Yep. Okay. And after you dry them, it's significantly less, and it, it depends on the. So on we're looking
0: at about two ounces of hops here. Yep, correct. And so, in,
1: in general, uh, four to six times as many wet hops as dry, uh, dried and pelletized.
0: Um, and for emeritus, I mean, I would honestly say you're going to want to use them bittering, aren't you? You could get away with literally Maybe. only doing a bittering addition
1: but if you want a little bit of spice and flavor um, I would I would throw down I would throw down at 10 minutes so I would not I would not wait what, till flame out
0: yeah so what we did um, with ours and we'll talk about this more uh, when we taste it but mm-hmm. um, I'm, actually, I'm I'm gonna see if we can get Alex down for that episode sure. I think that'd be fun yeah. but anyway anyway um what we did is uh, we used hop shots Mm-hmm. Uh, for the bittering, and then used all the wet hops at uh, towards the end of the boil sure. at ten minutes. Yeah. That like if if you want to taste that Norwegian, like if you want to use it for more than bittering, I would recommend if you can get. I know you want to use a hundred percent Norwegian, like and like that, yeah. that's that's like that's a very interesting thing. If you can get more. Then the 200 grams, I would do that. If you're, if yeah, what you're talking
1: about, if you're talking about doing this with hop shots, and then you've got all those, then yeah, you're totally right. Yep. but I would like again, I would probably stick with the 10 minute edition.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep That's it. That's just my. Well, it, it it gives it enough time to make sure that you're getting everything out of those hops. Yep, you'll get. Or a do nice, a hop, or do like an extended hop stand, maybe. Could do that. Yeah,
1: get a nice floral, mm-hmm. um, you know, hop hop profile. Uh, along um, with a nice little bite. Yeah. So
0: that's where um, I'm at with it. All right. And then the final bit here was the yeast strain. Have you, or do you have any, uh, like, experience with these Kyvek yeast strains?
1: Yeah. Aren't they kind of like hothead? Like, you can, you can ferment them super high, but um, super high temperature, uh, but they'll
0: come out a little bit clean. Um, yeah. So apparently. Uh, the one that he's gonna use ferments clean up to sixteen c which is sixty degrees Fahrenheit
1: that's a good temperature. I'd say if you That'd can be get amazing it, yeah, yeah, I would say if you can get it to fifty five if it'll if it'll if it'll go at fifty five i would yeah, I'd probably do it there and and then do it lower. just see see what it does I mean that's kind of the cool thing about like I said about home brewing. But yeah, if you're wanting more of like a lager like flavor, part of it is the low temp and part of it is, you know, lagering the time, like keeping it like to be kept is what you know, lagering means. It's, you know, just give it some time. Taste it along the way. When you when you like how it tastes, pull it, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: pull the yeast, crash it, carb it, drink it, you know, crash it,
0: carb it, drink it. I want that shirt. Dude, that that could be a shirt. Brew it, ferment it, crash it, carb it, drink it. It's the new bop it, bop it, <laughs> twist it, twist it, <laughs> pull it, flick it, pass it. Oh I, don't, I don't think there's a flick it. Is there a flick? There is a flick it on the on oh. the bop it extreme. Whoa! I remember, I remember, blah, my birthday is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so you need, Brian's like, I need a bop it extreme for my birthday.
1: If you give me a bop it extreme for my birthday. I would not be upset.
0: Well, I mean, last time somebody made a, thing, a joke like that, they ended up with a Stretch Armstrong. So. I can see it.
1: <laughs> I can see it here in the studio across the room. I see it. There are now three gaming shelves down here. I see that yeah, gaming shelf number gotta do one. We got some organizing. To, OG game shelf.
0: Yeah, to, to get some stuff. Well, yeah, no, it came back from, came back from Gen Con. Couldn't fit all of my games on the shelf. It was a whole thing.
1: That's lovely. Well, it's
0: Thanks. not my fault. All right, should we get out of here? Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. I hope uh, we were able to answer all of your questions. Uh, but if you have more, uh, go ahead and shoot us your questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you. Go ahead and shoot those to feedback at blindersstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or follow us on Twitter at Ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.